Welcome to From the Red Room. I'm your host, Mitch Proctor. This episode is going to be a resonance on Star Wars. Uh, we've got some great Star Wars fans up in here tonight. Uh, and I'm going to go around the table and get these guys to introduce themselves to you. Uh, to my left, we have... Trying to fix our website. Trying Justin. to fix our Facebook. No, sorry, I talked over you. Who's, who are you? This is Justin. And then across from me, we have... This is Mike. James Joseph Jeffries. Scorpio. <laughs> who is also a uh, a uh, veteran of the Red Room. And then directly to my right, working some magic on the digital keys there, making some things happen for us in the world of social media. Kyle. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, that hey. It's like a bedroom, Kyle. It's a... I can do whatever you want, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Swiss Army Kyle. Swiss Army Kyle. <laughs> Yeah, he's trying to get our Facebook up and running, making it look sexy and hot, and maybe getting someone to listen to this. But uh, regardless, so hey guys, welcome to the red room. Woo woo! Uh, you know what's still playing out there in the other room? Like, let me see if I can control that. <laughs> and if you can, I would like you to pour some more whiskey in this cup. I would like you to. Go, I would like <laughs> you. To, I would like you. I would like you to go make Justin an old fashioned, like he asked you. Like, what's your last name, Kyle? I fixed it. Vanderstay. Okay, so we're on the cusp of yet another uh, Star Wars movie. Uh, we're is the eve, really, of Episode Seven, Eight. Shit, eight. what kind of fan am I? Um, oh, no, I'm about ready to leave. I know, I know you are. But you know what? What I was afraid of is that we would like blow our wad like out there chatting and talking, and we don't have like a specific direction. So I mean. What do you guys think? My my water has just begun to build. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a media blackout right now. Yeah, are you? I'm really considering because I mean the premiere happened, right? Right. Yeah. I'm trying to just stay off of Reddit word, uh, especially Reddit. I didn't even watch the last couple trailers because I was afraid. In there fact, were, the first trailer yeah, scared were, me. There were a couple recent ones, Jake's and I up. heard some stuff, and I was like, I'm not gonna watch it. Leave me alone. <laughs> la 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 Don't la, even la, 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 la. Jeffrey, I can't hear you. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's got me really nervous, quite honestly. But so, um, all right, all right, I'm just right. gonna bring some cool. up. You know, I, yeah. I, I let me just okay before you do. Like, I feel that um, Mike over here is probably our most learned Star Wars fan in the room. I, I don't know, man. This must well, be well, 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 but go on. What were you gonna say? Look, James and I destroyed oh, Star Wars Trivia Pursuit. Nobody could beat us. Fuck bring it. I've ever. got that in the closet. Let's go. Here's the thing, though. You are far more us. versed in books. EU, what some would consider formal study of that stuff, whereas I solely dwell in the realm of the movies. Unnatural, yes, unnatural (laughs) things like the Uh like canon, canon stuff. EU and canon, old EU and new EU. Well, I got to tell you, I love some of that old stuff, and you know they're borrowing from it. Oh, because they love it, like Filoni who does Rebels. Okay, Uh that's see already he's dropping shit out. Rebels, fucking maniac. He loved the EU, so he brought in, he wanted to bring in all of the cool stuff that they could. Like, he's the one that said, we need to bring Thrawn in here. We need to bring this in here. He's like the guy that said- Thrawn is in Rebels? Yes. Fuck yeah, dude. Holy shit. Where have you been? This shit is hot. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if you saw my cock with the shadow when that episode (laughs) came on. That was that shadow you saw across the desert. Oh, I wondered what that was. tiny cheeseburger on the end of it. Yes. So, t- so what? What is it about all that that's driving you to to such engorged um, heights? Okay. So we had the movies, the original three, and then we had the prequels. 
And then Lucas wanted to do an animated show, right? And they had done the Cartoon Network Clone Wars, which was cool. I really dug that. Then they did the new CG Clone Wars, and at first I was like, I don't know, I don't really like this. Like it was, it just didn't feel. It was aesthetically right. weird. Yeah, I it mean, had a weird look. It had yeah. the same art. They got the same character designer, mm-hmm. which I loved. I'm That's totally spacing his name right now. Um, and they brought in some of the same voice actors who did a really good job. It just kind of started slow, but you could tell that the guy behind this show was a really huge fan. And as the season, by the time season three hits, bam, Clone Wars hits its stride. Actually, for me, Clone Wars seasons three through six is some of the best Star Wars that's ever been done, period. Amazing shit. When you see the stuff that they did to expand that prequel era stuff and really show the war that the Jedi had on their hands, that there was no way they could stop the separatists it wasn't going to happen all all because you know who was controlling everything anyway and he had all the he was controlling all the pawns on both sides and that's kind of what they did with the show is kind of show you how screwed up it really was and there was really no winner in this thing except for Sidious who engineered the whole thing to begin with um I'm, Filoni, I'm feeling tears well up <laughs> Filoni who was the key creator of the show so after the acquirement of Lucas film by Disney Disney takes over and they're like okay we're going to cancel Clone Wars because the budget's insane but we want you to do a new show that's based in the OT era set before episode 4 this is Rebels Mm -hmm. Rebels started out kind of slow low key something about it intrigued me though I was like I really like that I I think because they went back to the OT designs and the sounds and and the imagery this is the part where James and I both just had giant boners they really based the uh, images off the Ralph McQuarrie paintings yeah it just like was like whoa Mm -hmm. that's how sexy this yeah and season one starts kind of slow but by the end of the season it really got good and then season two and three were amazing season three is where Thrawn came in of Rebels and that was just like what for listeners who don't know who Thrawn is, please explain. Thrawn was first introduced in the Heir to the Empire trilogy books. Came out in 1991? I, I, I feel it was a little after 91. But I, I don't know. Someone could reference that. But I would trust your judgment on it. Anyway, he's a... Uh, written by Timothy Zahn. Written by yeah, the Zahn. original trilogy yeah. was by Zahn. And it's uh, in the original instance, post... Uh, post-Jedi stories of Luke Han chewing everybody facing this new threat of a Grand Admiral from the Empire and um, who was a brilliant tactician and actually the one thing I like about Rebels is they emphasize the tactician part even more than the original books did uh, as far as as, uh, that part of that character Um, so I mean I'm a little bit out of of date then I I Understood that all that the Thrawn, the Zon, all that stuff was no longer canon. So right, but the so, animated series are so Thrawn is back into canon. Yes. So the entire EU original EU has exiled. Right. Okay. It's all considered alternate timeline or alternate legend of legends. Legends. Star Wars. Okay. That's yeah. What they have it gotcha, legends yeah. is the banner they're using. So uh, what was canon up until or what's canon now is. The right movies, the eight movies we have now, including Rogue One and Episode Well Nine, if we include Episode Eight, the Clone Wars CG series is canon. The Clone Wars cartoon that was on Cartoon Network, the short ones, that's canon. not canon. Not canon. That's not you. canon. You have access now. Uh, to it. 
Star Wars Rebels is canon, and then the new books in the timeline are canon, and the new games like Battlefront 2 is canon. Uh, anyway, so what a lot of the guys that are working in the Star Wars canon now, they're fans of that stuff yeah. that was in the old EU. So Filoni, if you watch Rebels, he's already brought back references to Darth Raven. He's brought, yeah, yeah, Darth you know what I'm talking about. Raven. Darth Revan from Knights, Knights of, of the, the Old Republic. Republic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, <clears> and he brought back Thrawn. And basically everything that's been cool in the EU, he's pretty much hinted at. The Black Sun. Zizor hasn't shown up yet, but the Black Sun has been there. Yeah. Their logos are everywhere. There's a few episodes with some, you know, scant. Do you think I'll go ahead? I was going to say, just to throw a, like a wrench in the conversation real quick. Um, were you guys a female Revan or a male Revan? Male. When I male. played it, yeah. Male? Did you play it, Mitch? So, I was wondering... <laughs> <laughs> no! I was wondering what you guys think that the... Uh, <laughs> um, what's the kid's name? The, the Looper guy. The one who, who's Curtin Johnson. He just got a new... He got to go for a trilogy, his own trilogy. Do you think it's going to be Old Republic? And that was exactly me dodging that question. No, I didn't play it. I tried to. I couldn't get into... I couldn't get into it. I'm sorry. Uh, no, that's cool, man. I mean, if going back, I tried to replay it recently, kind of, and I was like, yeah, I think I maybe passed this kind of yeah. clunky gameplay. I, I loved yeah. it when they came out, though. And actually, I'm one of the few people that think that uh, the second KOTOR was better than the first even with its kind of technical snafus kyle's nodding he's with you yeah because obsidian those guys are awesome and their fallout okay sidetrack their fallout new vegas better than fallout 3 i'm gonna drop that shit right there (laughs) (laughs) and also way better than fallout 4 not a fan okay i do not like crafting in my rpgs all right you want me to craft a town with the bridge and shit no get the fuck out (laughs) yeah see (laughs) i ain't gonna do it so anyway, the c- people that are working in the current canon are obviously mostly big fans, and they're bringing a lot of that stuff back. And if it fits, so what Filoni's philosophy is, is if we can bring back one of these EU characters and it works with the canon, oh, sorry about that, we should bring them back and use them. Because There's no reason to just exclude them just because right. they're legends or because it's stuff that right. was previously like excluded. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, Mara Jade hasn't shown herself back up yet, but that hasn't, I mean, that hasn't, we don't know. We don't know where they're going with this stuff. And maybe, maybe that's, who knows? I, um, I'm excited that, I, I'm kind of excited about the trilogy that Jonathan's going to do. It gives me a lot of uh, hope that episode eight is going to be phenomenal because if they trust him with the whole trilogy they obviously think that he did it they looked at that and they're job. like okay look do three more yeah no. they're like here's the money let's just do three more yeah. and i don't know if he's going to do i would love i basically what i want and james and i have had this discussion is i want them to get away from the original trilogy i love the original trilogy but we had rogue one and we've got han solo and we've just had too many things recently that are Bad rebels that are really tied to the OT, and that's awesome because I love the OT, but I'd also like to see either really way back or really way forward or really way sideways Elsewhere. somewhere. Yeah, just something different. Somewhere that's else. It's not. I think you guys really trump my Star Wars fandom as much as I pretend like it's my religion, <laughs> and when I see that shit on screen and like I get all chills and I'm, I'm ready to 
like make my everybody's monthly donation their, or whatever. Everybody's but got their level. You can't that's like beautiful. judge that's yourself awesome. on like you know. You can't I, compare this, yourself to me. No, no, no. Like, it's not even. He's <laughs> a Jedi, dude. Like, there are people that are like super. Like as much as I love Rebels, I haven't read all the new canon books. I've yeah. read a few. I don't read as many books because they take a lot more time. I started the first one. That is at the end of end of Empire. Aftermath. Aftermath. I started Aftermath. that one. I, think. I read that yeah. one. I liked it. The guy's writing style is kind of there. Jaunted. You are. He's he's a little. Did you say jilted? Yeah, jaunted, jilted. Oh, jilted. I'm jackrabbit crazy um, <laughs> it gets better like halfway through the book you start to I think you start to understand his writing because at first you're like what the fuck is this guy saying like yeah. it's all in jumbled sentences and then yeah. to me it almost feels like he was trying to write it like someone was watching a movie and describing it to you scene by scene mm. rapidly yeah. <laughs> that's kind of mm, how the book feels to yeah. read it I still need to read the second and third one but a lot of that stuff that they reference in that book is brought back up again in the Battlefront 2 campaign oh there we go I know this guy right here has like played through the campaign I just, already yeah it's short I finished it? it in like two days you really should do it especially before it's pretty Last fun it's not a really? great yeah. I wouldn't call it a great game it is a decent game that has a phenomenal Star Wars coat of paint on it and sound effects. Like the gameplay itself. That's enough pretty, for me. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, uh, that's why I bought, I bought it. it most. I'm not gonna lie, I bought it mostly well, for the multiplayer. Really? You know, I wish I was a multiplayer guy, but I'm not. But that was, yeah, just I fly around for five minutes, even in, in the Starfighter of some kind. Oh, like, the yeah! Starfighter battles for me is like going back to Crimson Skies. It's the cl- it's the closest <laughs> thing I've got to that, and I'm like, this is awesome. That's absolutely what we've been talking about. As he he came over and was flying around, like, now this is absolutely Crimson Skies, kind of like yeah. that vibe. Half the time I was playing Crimson Skies, I was pretending I was in this X-wing anyway. I mean, <laughs> like, that's, nice. Let's be honest. Really, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Who needs a beverage? I'm I'm doing like okay beverage wise. Right right oh, are you? I didn't know if you. Well, I went grab a second. Put it on. You told me this to. is the, oh, did you? Good job, man. <laughs> we, got, we got the nice. Oh, this guy needs a beverage. We got the nice formica table, polished concrete table that's good for drinks. So you can put it on there. It's okay. Oh, nice. It won't hurt it. It's it's no, coaster free table. Thanks, Damn. Charlie. Shout out to Charlie if he ever listens to this one. Charlie, uh, he did he did great work. Um, and he built this for me. I'm going to grab a beverage for Kyle. You guys talk amongst yourselves. Anyone else? All right. So, uh, Justin. I'll take one of the Colchers if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, Battlefront 2 campaign. Yeah. I mean, do you have any complaints? I mean, uh, like I said, the game itself, but I mean about the story. No, no, not really. I think they do a good job of of adding just... uh, I like how they give you different perspective onto scenes we already know really well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like they kind of intentionally mislead some of the plot points of it I to make people tie it into this current trilogy. So to sidetrack you a little bit, I feel like that's where all the marketing recently has been. I yeah. feel like the trailers for Episode Eight are kind of they made these trailers kind of on purpose to kind of mislead people. And, and you're right with Battlefront 2. I Jeez. felt some of that in the story as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like all the previews for Battlefront 2 made you think you were this hardcore Empire loyalist. Let me guess, she flips sides. I'm not going to say, but yeah. it's not surprising once you start playing the game. When you see the circumstances, I was like, okay, when I played it, I was like, all right, all right, I can see why this happened. But at the same time, you led me to believe that she was like the hardest of hardcore um, but it kind of an, an interesting thing in his defense it kind of gives you a hint of where the first order starts yeah. and it kind of starts with that jumping off point in Battlefront 2 mm. along with some stuff they hint at in the Aftermath books 
Oh, so so to segue that the James and I have been talking about this. Everybody, everybody wants to know who's raised parents, right? Everybody, that seems to be a really. A <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Okay. Oh. I don't give a fuck. I don't care who her parents are. Well, so you know, I'm going who on, on record. Wait wait, 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 No, no, I don't know, but I don't give uh, a fuck. I am more interested in who the fuck is Snoke. Where did really? he come from? Why does he have Hugh Hefner's robe? <laughs> and does he have bitches up in that penthouse? Because Hugh passed, and someone's got to <laughs> someone's got to take the mantle. You really uh, okay? Here's like I just have a little point on that on the who is Snoke thing. Like it seems like there's always like this. Let's unveil who the villain is, right? And it's not just a Snoke. It's also, for example, in uh, Lord of the Thrones, that shit, whatever it is, Game of Thrones. The yeah, the Snow Goblin, whatever he is. <laughs> Everyone's like, well, you're conf- okay. I'm a Game of Thrones fan. You're even confusing me. <laughs> who's the the Snow King? Who's throwing like spears at dragons and shit? The Night King. The Night King. The Night. Like everyone's King. like, okay. um, like who is he? He's this guy. Why does a villain have to be somebody other than the villain? Like, where did this start? Do you know? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like in literature, it well, goes I'm pretty not, back to Shakespeare. Like unveiling. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so give me the Shakespeare reference then. The Bible. The Bible, like unveiling that who's that could be too. No, that's well. Let's talk about that. There's a snake in the, the Garden of Eden. It's like, oh, it's Lucifer. Right. Surprise. Right. It's the devil. Right. So you're, and that may, and I think I'm pretty sure that's Shakespeare's influence for some of his work, as he referenced that. But why does there always have to be like, like an unveiling? Uh, okay, so like, uh, I'm, okay, go on, go what? I, I'm, I can't, I can't get deep enough. Is that what it is? Be, okay, go ahead. Into that, because I don't know enough Shakespeare, but I know enough that he used some of those motifs and okay. you know. So okay, so I guess I'm confusing the difference between like unveiling that there's someone we already know and knowing who they who they are, where they came from, and their motivation. Right. Is that all you're saying? You want to know about Snoke? Or do you think that he's somebody we know, like some of those crazy no, ass no, no, theories, like, no, oh, he's no, Boba no, no. Fett? No, no, not like that. Okay, okay, I just okay. want to oh, know, okay. like, where did he, in the Star Wars lore, he's obviously someone that's super versed in the dark side. He's been that around. knows about the Jedi, right? Because yeah. he I references heard, that. What I heard is that he's the Emperor's master. No, so that was that was what that was an early theory, yeah. based on the Darth. The Darth. Okay, speaking of fucking amazing EU books, Darth Plagueis, James Lucino, one of the best EU books. It's not really not canon because Darth Plagueis is still technically Darth Sidious's yeah. master, mm-hmm. but that book in totality is not canon. Anyway, yeah, because he looks he looks pretty similar to Darth Plagueis too. Mm. But they, uh, Pablo Hidalgo, the canon coordinator at Star Wars is like no he's not Darth Plagueis so he just like laid it out yeah flat out because okay. people kept I didn't asking know on Twitter yeah. so who the fuck is he that's now we're <laughs> back to my question uh huh <laughs> so, so who is he I saw a rumor and this is this is when I was like okay I gotta get, I gotta unsub from this Reddit page because I'm gonna lose my shit <laughs> somebody saw a picture in the new visual guide of the first Jedi and the picture is kind of like this blurry stone sculpture and he kind of looks a lot like Snoke minus the disfiguring scar yeah and I was like alright that that's interesting it is kind of creepily similar he's got a you know long almost like that gray alien looking body and head kind of like Snoke does but so does he have like previous knowledge so does he know Ray? does he I mean what's his interest like or is it just like I want to reestablish, you know, the dark side? Yeah, right. I don't know. That's so I mean, is he? A, this is, is why he a, is I'm he a religious zealot? Is he a religious leader, or is he like actually? Because I mean, it seems like he is because he wants to finish complete Ray's training, complete Kylo's training. Right. So he let's, seemed... go, let's go around the table. 
Let's all Why don't you host impression of what's who Snoke is to you and what you think he is. Maybe a prediction. Go. Starting with me? Starting with you. Go. I have no idea. I mean, I, I read the Plagueis stuff, too. I think, once again, more intentional misleads. I feel like this whole campaign has been just a bunch of misleads. So I'm trying not to go with any preconceived notions or expectations. And I don't know. We'll see what it is. It doesn't seem like he has an interest in Ray, at least in, in uh, Force Awakens. It seems like he just kind of found out about her. I think he'll have more interest once he realizes that she pretty much beat Kylo head-to-head and has all this untapped potential. but It's um, so like, I'd, oh, I'm back in the wrong horse. Right. Okay. So kind of like the whole thing with the Emperor and Luke. Like once he decided, like, oh, Luke has way more potential than Darth Vader does at this point, he was ready to get rid of Vader, and now I have a new apprentice. Fucking dark side bastard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, that's the thing that, that – for me, for some reason, that's the most interesting thing. Like, everybody was like, oh, Ray's, Ray's parents. I'm like, Ray's parents? What about this fucking crazy guy from the dark side that obviously trained Kylo this Ren? This crazy motherfucker started the first order. Corrupted Kylo Ren and had him, like, take out Luke's students and ruin this new Jedi Order. This guy obviously has some influence and some power. Is he Sith? Is he older than the Sith? Is he something that the Sith learned from? Is I love it? you so hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. And so I have no idea where he comes from. I am guessing, and this is just because this is maybe what they'll do in Star Wars lore, is he comes from the unknown regions like Thrawn does, which is okay. the space outside of what they know, what's been mapped by okay. the entire history of the Star Wars Republic galaxy. Other than that, no clue. And uh, that would be that's awesome. the part that fascinates me about it. I mean... Kind of like when you were a kid, you know, they we had episode four where the Emperor wasn't mentioned. Episode five, he's name dropped in the mm-hmm. beginning of the movie, you know, kind of, and then he shows up in a hologram. And then and when we were kids, it was that ugly fucking lady like crazy shit. Name <laughs> shit going on. You're like, damn, that's some scary shit. And then when you finally see him in episode six when you were a kid, I was all, oh, that dude is fucked up. And he's just wiping out his hands. And, you know, um, so, yeah, that's kind of where Matt was Snoke. You know, I think the most exciting thing about this new film is that there may be things that completely tear up our perception of Sith and Jedi. Yeah. And that's what I'm really, really the most hopeful of. Because when I look back at the prequels, you know, say what you will about execution, bad dialogue, this, that, and the other. It was always going to be a tall order because it always had to end in a place where we knew exactly where it was going to be. Um, and so this is completely uncharted territory. And I love the idea that we may be getting completely free of the absolutes that Luke has spent all this time kind of pondering his sort of miserable journey. Because, I mean, things are not great for him, even at the end of that original trilogy. (laughs) You know? (laughs) I mean, he had to, you know, he had to incinerate his dad shortly after meeting him, you know? So I figure whatever he went through in trying to reestablish the Jedi Order... 
he was never always he was never completely right to begin with. And we even see flashes of that in Return of the Jedi. I mean, he shows up in Jabba's palace. He's choking bitches, mm. and he's this motherfucker. We were watching you know, Jedi the other day. He's like, "That's a Sith move." Right uh-huh. there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, completely. So, I think it's fun that this is going to crack some of those things open. Um, as far as Snoke's identity, I haven't spent a lot of time pondering that, and I like this dude here. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> you know, I hope. <laughs> but I mean, I, I really. Picture? I really hope that um, there is something fascinating there. And I think Ryan Johnson is an interesting enough author and is a big enough fan, you are a fan of to Looper. have done some of his... I was a fan of Looper. I was a fan of Brick. Brick. Yeah, mm-hmm. fucking great movies. Yeah. So, you know, and beyond that, I mean, like you said before, it is a hell of a vote of confidence to hand that guy the keys to a new trilogy... That he gets before, to write and develop. That he gets to write and direct before this film is even opened. Yeah, that's, right, yeah. that's some serious shit. Well, <laughs> Kathleen, Kathleen Kennedy has been doing a bang-up job so far. Right. Like, you really can't, like, argue her. Well, like, well yes her. and no. Like, well, it's interesting that there's been all this trouble with the anthology films. And I think this was also a big move on her part to sort of shore things up, yeah. at least in terms of the episodic films. Okay. I mean... I'm, I, I gotta tell you though, one okay. okay I'm gonna bitch about something here. Hey, bitch, uh, <laughs> bitch, 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 bitch. Okay, James needs a minute. In terms of this Han Solo movie, I hope, I hope it's fun. My hopes are not terribly high. Um, but at the same time, it's it's a little bit disconcerting because like. She knew what she was getting with Lord and Miller. Like, those guys are very into comedy. Hey, fair enough. That's true. They're very into improvisational stuff. Have you seen my pants? <laughs> and uh, I, this week there was a rumor where, like, supposedly she's really interested now in Taika Waititi after Thor. After and it's fucking like, Thor, my cock's hard Ragnarok? Well, Thor Ragnarok <laughs> was great. It was It's look- great. But at the same time... He's into improvisation with a really strong sense of humor, so okay, that might be a trap maybe, for that guy. But maybe she she was like, okay, I like your flavor. Yeah, I want you to bring that flavor to the the Star Wars universe, but don't 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 exceed. Don't your break reach. the don't, bank. Don't break the bank. Don't I, make you know, it something it's so, not. No, she knew what know. she was getting. I don't know how true it is. I read a few things where you know Kazdan was the one that wanted to bring those guys in, but then Kazdan was the one that was fucking butting heads with them all the oh, time. Really? Yeah, well, mm-hmm. you got to respect I think, that. Though. I think that part of it was they were improving more on his script than he wanted. Mm. So I don't I don't know all the details for sure and yeah. th- and it's funny because there was another interview I guess a recent interview with them where they were like you know it was what it was but we're cool with it because it was to them they were kind I think they were kind of like, it was kind of a pain in the ass so we're kind of glad that we're right. not on it anymore. right 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 really? but I mean when you sign up okay and I uh, James and I've had this discussion before when you sign up to work with now Disney who now owns Lucasfilm and Marvel right because they own both and the Earth. You, and half the earth. They don't right. own the, they don't own the other half with the fucking uncivilized people that can still move like normal people can live. Um, you kind of have to play by their rules. It's their... I get that. The Han Solo movie should not exist. Oh, really? Oh, wow. That was you know what? I'm, You know what? I'm kind of with... Uh, no, I'm going to say... I can't, I can't I'm kinda, front on that. I'm, I'm kind of with Kyle because like I said earlier... 
it's cool that they did Rogue One, but I kind of feel like, dude, let's get the fuck away from the OT. I want to see other Star Wars. All right, you, we've all wait. Go ahead, go ahead, sir. I see. Oh, you're leaning in. What do you got? <laughs> what do you guys like about Han Solo? His weight with the ladies. He's badass. He, Anybody? He doesn't play by the rules, but still has good intentions and is still a good guy. But he walks that line. He's willing to do he's what it ca- takes yeah, to get the job. Yeah, he's kind of like the old gunslinger. He's kind of like yeah, the old uh, man with no name. Kind of like the old fistful of dollars Clint Eastwood kind of character. He shows up. He's paid to do a job. He's not really good. He's not really bad. But he does, you know, he always kind of stands up for the little guy in the end. Okay. What do you know about his past? Well, all right, you got two pasts now. You got the canon past, which let's, hasn't let's been pretend revealed. Like you read the books. Let's pretend like you have read the books. What do you know about him? Right now, nothing other than he uh, befriended a Wookiee and beat Lando in a game of Sabacc to take a ship. Scruffy nerf herder. And in the comic, he's got a wife. He's that's, got an ex wife. He's been, got a wife. have yeah. been going into that a little bit in the canon. <laughs> now, see, so like that's not. We don't know that. That's right? a part of canon I haven't. I'm staying out of comic books because, yeah. you know, I was obsessed with comic books for a long time. Shit is too damn expensive to keep up with. That's it's a pricey ins- hobby. Like, ins- I think Coke is cheaper. Yes. Mess, Four bucks a Matthew can save some money. Dude, I'll tell you what. <laughs> but that's my point is that. A lot of the characters in Star Wars we liked because we didn't know much about them and we made up stories in our head even b- before like I'm sure there was guys- enough of a past that you could do that and that's what they did like uh, right I agree with you that's what was cool about him there was enough yeah. th- there was enough given to us by him that we didn't need anything else all we knew is that you know he he befriended a wookiee and that he well, the power of myth you know right <laughs> you know, and that's the same with um, with Boba Fett. He was probably far more interesting before Episode Two. Oh, absolutely. Then after Episode Two, but in Filoni's credit, again on Clone Wars and Rebels, he expanded on that backstory and actually made Boba Fett interesting again for yeah, me. Yeah, they redeemed him because they realized how much they fucked up in the movies. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, but that's kind of my point. Is I feel like. I like I agree with you in the sense that they should break away from the traditional storylines that they have already. We know what they are. We like what they are. We're we're completely satisfied with what they are. They should tell us something new and have us invested in something that we've never heard about. Yeah. In my opinion. Right. In my yeah. opinion. But well, I'm um, uh okay. Spit it, man. Oh, uh, well, I mean, uh, I will tell you because you guys all are you. It's been very interesting to hear these different viewpoints, especially when you're like, yo, let's get away from the OT. And uh, for me, like, I, I, I am just so I, I am. I'm I'm too wrapped up. And you're talking about like it's that's uh let's see where it's gonna go and like with the the you know get away from the the black and whites and the grays and things and and I like a lot of gray in my life. I like a lot of things that are unknown. I like the mystery, and but and I think I've said this on a, like an earlier episode. I do, I I lean on the Star Wars for something that I know, something right. that's you know what I mean. I lean on that because I'm like I I, I the Jedi are 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 good. And while they're not perfect, they're the uh, they're the example. They're peacekeepers and the I, all those things. Like I have this childlike wonder and attachment, and maybe I need to be broken of that. Like I needed to be broken of religion when I was a child. Like I ro- was ro- risen or, or raised 
like in religion and then as you get older you sometimes you break away from that you're like oh that's the the magical man why is that beard. that the, way the guy with the beard doesn't actually live in the sky well, you right. know, like and and maybe jedi aren't good <laughs> like <laughs> you know maybe they're wrong so i'm really afraid of these new movies because i've spent 30 years 40 years like wrapped up in it and it, it is almost religion like to me and it's like someone coming down and saying oh by the way jesus isn't real well, yeah, that's what you're talking about. It's like the wonder of everything is gone. Like, and that's like, I, gonna I get that. They're going to explain everything. They're going to have an origin for everything. They're going to have a reason for everything. And that's part of what makes Star Wars, I mean, for me, anyway. I mean, I know I'm not on the same page as all you guys, necessarily. But, like, that's what made Star Wars so great for me was that I didn't know everything. Like, I had yeah. to come up yeah. with sure. I had to come up with a reasoning for things and like yeah. my favorite Star Wars fan was fucking or my favorite character was Boba Fett and like I loved him like I didn't before I knew he was a Mandalorian you know what I mean like, I had yeah. fucking Star Wars shit oh shit you can get some knowledge liar. dropped on you he, look out he, he technically he holds up hold up oh I love it so but, much um, yeah like I, like I don't know but now they're gonna try to fucking break down everything and there, yeah. there was a really funny Patton Oswalt bit <laughs> where he talked about in Parks and Recreation with the prequels. Yeah, yeah where yeah, like yeah. you shouldn't know where everything you love comes from. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, where he's just oh, like, yeah. you like Angelina Jolie, don't you? <laughs> Here's John Boyd's ball sack. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you shouldn't always, you shouldn't always know. You know. Where things came from isn't always the best thing to know. Oh, that's, that's good. So oh, that's really good. That's Quite so apropos, sir. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, oh, but shit. I, on that same angle, yeah. I think if you go back really far and go explore. Back. Yeah. Go way back. <laughs> so, you know, one of the things I always loved with when Dark Horse had the comic book license when they did you know the old republic comics and stuff with the jedis they did some cool stories explaining some old school crazy shit with the jedi and the sith war yeah. and all this fun stuff and i mean the only connection was that there were jedi and sith but mm. the characters the worlds the interaction it was such a different world and mm. it was really fun to yeah. watch that and see that in the slight little connections like there would be you know um in the old EU, this is not canon anymore, but some someday maybe. Um, <laughs> there was a, a Jedi, and he turned to the dark side, Exarkun, and his like spirit inhibits the Yavin Temple. And later in the Jedi Academy trilogy, like he corrupts one of Luke's students. This is in the EU books, and turns him to the dark side. But that was just a really Exarkun was one of the first Sith to, to develop the double bladed saber in the old comics and that I mean that was this is way before episode one came out so you know what I mean there wasn't the, the comics did yeah. it first you know this was know. in the wilderness of the early 90s when we <laughs> thought we were never that was a wilderness oh. else. <laughs> man the wilderness of the 90s man how did we find anything out like how did we know except right. for just like word of mouth maybe magazines I've like Starlog well I was I was on <laughs> BBS boards I mean on the the pre-internet internet days. Okay, well, but it was still pretty scraggly. Usenet, yeah. Usenet, <laughs> wow. Like, um, like when you were kids, didn't you argue whether or not uh, Darth was actually Luke's father? Didn't you 
argue with someone or talk about the, the fight in the, the volcano. Like, where did that, you hear, where okay, did you so hear that? That came from like, Starlog, right? That, did well, it, but I, mean, I, was, I was in a tiny was, little, tiny-ass town. It was like, on, it was in Starlog. It was on the 1995 reissued 12-inch Obi-Wan figure. Had the volcano story, but it was also okay. in the one of the uh, first printings of the original Star Wars novel that was, you know, quote unquote, written by George Lucas. I think it was ghost written by somebody that kind of. So it just up. word of mouth alone kind of was passing that. these. So that's like the modern, like lore kind of uh, yeah, talk around the campfire. And the thing is, it's interesting to note when you see Lucas talk about it. I mean old 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 documentaries he talks about it. he's like well you know they had a <laughs> they had a fight and uh anakin got burned in this mm-hmm. volcano and, and that's uh, why he was in the suit you know that's <laughs> yeah, all he ever says right and then yeah. when we finally get to see it in episode three it was pretty gnarly yeah and there was like a painting of like darth vader's burn unit house right yeah that's right <laughs> which got realized in, in row one. one yeah oh. the mustafar castle wow. that goes all the way back to the uh, pre-production art for uh return of the jedi damn all I know is I just spent a lot of time on the playground, like getting in damn yeah, like, yeah. fights. Oh, like, for sure. Oh, you know you didn't like. It's just, like <laughs> really, really, really like heated. Oh man! Like how do you how do you reconcile that? Like you spent a whole lifetime, just like really like wrapped up in that and impassioned, and and now I'm about to see episode eight where. Quite honestly, it looks like maybe everything I've spent a lifetime believing in is, is like falling apart. It's falling the apart. Yeah, that's man, kind of heartbreaking. It sucks, I know it's I, dude. no, I know it's fake. It fucking sucks. <laughs> I didn't say it's fake. I said it fucking sucks. <laughs> fucking sucks. I'm actually ex- I'm, I'm with James. I'm excited for this shakeup. That's I'm awesome. Totally I love it. That's, that's why I'm really glad you guys are here to talk about that. Give me a little strength. Give me a little bolt string. This guy was but it's so gonna depressed. be. I, need it too. I was like, I'm out. I need some I'm out. I yeah. Tell us why it's gonna be okay. Okay, you, I watched that go. first trailer. I wanted to quit. You tell me. I am ride or die with Luke Skywalker. Period. And so... Always gonna die, so... Whatever <laughs> happens... <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so, die, so, I, you know... I am, I'm gonna be so satisfied to see whatever happens with this individual happen. Because, I mean, let's face it, at the end of episode seven, that was the biggest cock tease in the history of the world. <laughs> um, yeah. Not even any fucking words, man. Not no words. a single word. Not the tip. Not, not, where, where, not nothing. Did you, did you see the hand? <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no. I mean, I, you know... I, the whole thing fell apart for me on May 25th, 1999 anyway. So the fact that this all came back with such unanticipated like fervor, you know, that's, I mean, this is all bonus. Do you really feel it's like unanticipated fervor? I mean, like who amongst even our generation? Really? Well, I never doubted that there was an enormous fandom out there, but at the yeah. same time, it's like, you know, we'd been removed and there had been a relatively shitty set of movies that had been out, and I had wondered how much enthusiasm there still really was, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I I feel it it, it, it quieted, mm-hmm. but the, the whole John Lennon 
quote. I mean, it's like it's bigger than Christ. Like, like. I guess I was thinking of it from like a generational standpoint. I mean, I think most millennials would probably say if you were going to talk about the biggest pop culture property that arose during your lifetime, for a lot of them, it would be Harry Potter. That's a really interesting topic. Tell us, Kyle. One, I'm not a millennial. Two, we're in the 80s. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think... Why are you throwing me under the bus right now? I wasn't throwing you under the bus right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was. I don't think that the biggest thing is Harry Potter pop culture-wise. Yeah. Personally. Uh, I think that episode seven brought back a lot of life in what was dead because of the prequels. Right. Um, I remember seeing the prequels. I remember standing in line for episode. Um, I remember standing in line for episode three. The Phantom Menace. Yeah. One, yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. <laughs> that could be a discussion of a whole other podcast. I remember. So I also remember that. standing in line when the prequels came back in the theaters with my dad. So. I you mean when the originals came back in the theaters? That's what I said. Oh. Nice, the you said the prequels. Oh, okay. Well, you meant the special To his edition. generation, they're the prequels. No. <laughs> not. no don't, go there. don't go there. No. I remember seeing the originals in theaters with yeah. my dad when they they redid the re-release and all yeah. that kind of shit. So, um, personally, uh, I think the prequels have a place. Um, I think the Phantom Menace is the worst of the three in the prequel trilogy, personally. Um, the pod race was pretty cool. <laughs> you could get into some arguments. <laughs> that, that's the you're going to open a can of worms. Like, you don't even believe. Yeah, but let's, let's just stop it there. Okay. So, um, um, just from the youngest person in the room, I, uh, I like all three movies. I think they'll have a place. Um, I know a lot of people hate those fucking movies. I don't, I don't hate them. I don't a hate lot them. of people hate those fucking I, no, movies. No, I, I agree with <laughs> yeah, your statement, but true, I don't but personally least, hate yeah, them. I don't personally hate them either. Um, I don't think Phantom Menace is a good movie. Uh, but I appreciate what it adds to the yeah. story yeah. arc. I would, I mean, it's not a bad movie. But... <laughs> it's just not a great movie. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch them for Ewan McGregor's performance. It's got some yeah. moments of brilliance. Do you think he'll do the Obi-Wan movie? Or have they signed him already? They I saw something did today. not sign them. It will not happen. You, you are so. such a naysayer. I'm telling Again, you right and, now. And here's another thing. Happen. As much as I... That's my favorite. Again, this is my favorite character, right? But again, it's like, can we get away from episode four? Can That's why I'm so excited. This is so really enjoyable to me. It's like, hard to like, why do you want to get away from it? Like, that's just like, okay. And I'm not arguing. I'm not. And when I say, why do you want to get away from it? Like, it's negative. Because there's so but I want many to hear the other reason for that. characters. So you just love the universe because so much. Attach themselves to that. So for no, example, right. I understand in this room, why they want to do it. Look, let's go around and say what everybody's Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, Empire Strikes Back, Empire Strikes Back, Empire Strikes Back. Favorite. Yeah, it's everybody's favorite. Okay, obviously. Because it's the best movie. It is the best movie. But A New Hope is what kind of brought everybody in. So they're hoping to kind of like bring that like first experience back. The buckles had to get swashed. (laughs) Yeah. In a pirate way of saying. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, I don't know. Like, I think that Obi-Wan is the most 
interesting character of all of them that I'd like to see a prequel for, but He's we've already favorite. seen the prequels yeah. for him. No, but we haven't. We've seen so little of him. Okay. Okay. okay, we haven't seen. This is why you four. need Mitch. You need to watch Clone Wars and you need to watch Rebels because <laughs> right. if you like Obi Wan, there's so many Obi Wan stories. Rebels is not fucking. Seen. So is I mean the Clone War stuff with him and when you learn about his connections to old Mandalore, boom. <laughs> but let's all pretend that we're thirty five years old and want to see a live action movie. You know what I'm saying? So like I don't want to watch a cartoon. No offense. No offense. No offense. No offense. <laughs> None taken. I want to see. We're a all live... over thirty five, son. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Fuck you. I prove my point even more. So like. <laughs> I want to see a live-action Obi-Wan movie. I'd rather see that than Rebels. I'd rather see that than Clone Wars. I've watched Clone Wars 100% through, and I love Clone Wars. Don't get me wrong. I haven't seen Rebels, but I've watched Clone Wars all the way through. I love Clone Wars, but I would want to see, out of everybody, including like Han Solo, I don't give a fuck about Han Solo. <laughs> I like Han Solo. <laughs> I, was right there. I like Han Solo, but come on, dude. Like, I don't give a fuck about Han Solo. If I can choose between Hey, Han not Solo everyone's as smooth and as sexy as you are in real life. <laughs> like, you've already got, like, the smooth, check it out, I'm suave thing right. going on. Right. Some of us, like, are like, oh, Han is, like, smooth. And we want to be smooth like Han. I'm more interested in Obi-Wan's lore than Han Solo's lore. I don't know. Cool. I think they'll do it. I well, think and he's, he's also got, ostensibly, the most wide, unexplained swath of time. Han or, or Obi-Wan. 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 Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. It's got like that Jesus period, like where there's just this, what happened? I think he was just pimping around like Mos Eisley, man. Well, between whatever, it. what we see at the end of Rebels. What? No, 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 no. Yeah. You have whatever happened at the end of episode three. Mm-hmm. And then when he shows up in Rebels, that's a long period so of time. You got that time period. Right. That's probably where they're going to set this movie because mm-hmm. when you see him in Rebels. Yeah. All I'm gonna say is, <laughs> so what it's amazing. It's, oh my god! Spoilers are like, you know, the best. The episode is called spoilers. Twin Sons. Watch it; you will be like, I've heard that mentioned before. It's that so must good. be impactful because that that's come up before. Yeah, it's so good. I think yeah. we talked about this when you and I sat down, James. Like whether or not any of that is streaming. I've, so I've actually got to go out and spend real money to see this. Or you know, <laughs> friend, you know, the Blu-ray. Well, uh, if you've got them, I would love to borrow them. I'd love to see them. I'll, I'll binge some shit like nobody's business. I'm sorry, marathon. Binge is like a more modern term. It's, I, will, I will marathon. It's achingly bingeable. Ach- is it really? Yeah. yeah. Super binge. Set me up. Set me up. Let's do it. Yeah. It's really fun. Okay. Cool. And Let's do it. I mean, to me, that hands down has been... I mean, even as much as I enjoyed The Force Awakens, Rebels is my favorite thing of the revival so far. 100% agreed with that shit. Really? Yeah. Fuck, that gets me pumped, dude. I want to watch it. I want to watch it. Have you watched the, all this all this no. crazy shit they're talking about? I, I love Zeb. So why do we suck? Hera. Why have we not seen this? Dude, the ghost, the, the ghost, ghost is like they have a ship where they all kind of reside, and it's kind of like the Millennium Falcon, but a little smaller. It's a Karelian freighter. So it's like uh, the Serenity. Yes. No. <laughs> so okay, okay, that is pretty much Rebels is Firefly of Star Wars. I was gonna Wars. say Firefly is <laughs> tiny. That ship is tiny. That ship is this tiny. Is a no, small, it's very small. This is a small freighter. It's like half the size of the Falcon, but it's a Dude. badass little ship, and you've got 
I don't even want to. You, you got a smoking female Twilight pilot? Yeah. Twi'lek? Twi'lek? Is it Twi'lek? Uh, who is she? It, actually, they've explained she the that depending on what part of the galaxy you're from, if you're from one side of course or the other, it's Twi'lek or Twi'lek. They've explained that in the Star Wars lore. There's accents. It's <laughs> so <Yes>. hot. Interesting. <laughs> that was straight out of uh, from Pablo Hidalgo. Yeah, Somebody yeah, yeah. asked him. Okay. Um, okay. Where the hell is Mitch? I respect him. Where'd he go? You gotta pull the tent down? No, no, no. You gotta So, anyway, so you've got, they've got the ghost. You've got this hotshot pilot who's Twilight. You've got, they brought back, this is the, uh, going back to the Ralph McQuarrie. They took one of the original designs for Chewbacca. And they use that to create a new character named Zeb Aurelios. And he's of a different species. And oh my god, I feel like... Uh, what the fuck are they called? I can't think of it off the top of my head. You've got a guy that obviously has a mysterious past. I'm not going to reveal anything because I want people that listen to the podcast to check out Rebels on Their Own. Kane and Jairus. Um, You've got a Mandalorian with them, Sabine Wren. She's young. She's really smart. And she's a badass with her twin blasters. And, and a they, demolitions expert. Yeah. And Does a demolitions graffiti. expert. And she's into, she's into urban art. And they end up picking up this kid on a small planet called Lothal, who obviously has force attunement powers. And that's kind of how the show starts. And it starts with... You know, it, this it starts five years before A New Hope, and the Empire is just like crushing small planets into their will. Uh, definitely, definitely. Season one starts like I said. Season one starts kind of slow. You're gonna be like, oh, I don't know what this. By the end of season one, you're gonna be in guaranteed. By those last four episodes, you're gonna be like, holy shit, this is so good. Is this Rebels? Yes. Yeah, also, like, some of the best Darth Vader moments. Oh yes, the season two, what? the season two <laughs> opener, what? and it's James Earl Jones. It's not an impersonator. It's what? Really, Hell James, yeah. it's James Earl Jones. You know what's crazy about that is like is because like everyone like flipped their shit over Rogue, and his moment in that. Mm-hmm. So how's his it, how's moments in Rebels that? are way better than the. Like, You're 10 shitting. Seconds. Don't yes. fuck with me. Are you okay. kidding? Well, here's you the know, deal. I'm on the opposite <laughs> fence of that. The whole. Broke one scene. Everybody flipped their fucking shit over. I, that. Actually, I have rebels on here. <laughs> if you just pull a clip and well, I don't, don't want to get sued, but you can say like I think in the interest of like review, you're allowed to like. I'm just saying, if bit. you want to compare, you have 29 seconds because sure 20 seconds breaks two. the fucking. Really, though, it is 29 seconds. 30 seconds and play. breaks it. Okay, there you yeah. go. We've got we've got uh, the word of someone. I don't know that he's factual or not, but yeah, he's 100%, he's 100% 29 seconds. seconds. Here's the thing about his rogue moment. I can understand the criticism that it comes off as a bit of like ridiculous Darth Vader porn. Like, That's fine. Like the I, thing I we've was... all wanted. Some are cool with that. Yeah. Some, some are not so cool with that. But the Vader thing porn. is... <laughs> The thing is, the moments he has in my humor's not (laughs) the moments he has in Rebels are entirely earned. Okay. 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 I see what you're saying. I I mean, without having seen it, I think I get what you're where you're going with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, and I don't want this to come off offensive in any way, but I I really feel like Star Wars and Vader is kind of some of the ways like these little little bitties. 
who like really love Jesus, how they feel is how I feel. <laughs> like, you know what I'm talking about? So, like, so, that's how okay. I feel about Star Wars and Vader. So, like, right. And that's how they handled, they talk about this. They're like, okay, we knew we wanted to bring Vader in because of the connection to Clone Wars and another character that shows up in Rebels. I'm not going to spoil anything. So we had to bring in Vader and it had to do this and it had to be handled in a way that was big and relevant and we had they basically had to get James Earl Jones and I'm pretty sure that they got all the recording they did the Rogue One and the Rebel sessions like back to back so they could just have James Earl Jones in the studio for a couple of days yeah. and getting that motif in and that ties directly in Rebels ties in to Rogue One the Ghost Chopper and a few other things from Rebels were in Rogue One but oh, you probably shit. didn't know because no, I didn't, you know. didn't watch Rebels oh. yeah. Sexy you got our 29 seconds what's that what, were you looking that up? No, worth than 29. Oh, well, yeah. What, I mean, uh, I would need to get on here. I have, drop I own stuff. seasons two, three, and four digitally. Okay, hold on. As Vetch walks out of the room, there's a skull on one side of the door. On the other, is Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty typical for the yeah. whole house. Now, Par for the course. Marilyn Monroe, is back. All right, so you've heard a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars, as I'm sure you've heard a million times before in many other places. But um, the point is because we all share these experiences, we all share this kind of commonality. Uh, there's there's no real uniquity here, so much as except that how we each interpret or internalize and externalize all these things that we've seen and we love. And uh, you're trying to find this bond. We actually chatted uh, chatted a few nights ago with uh, Justin and Natalie and Kyle about. Um, the beauty of being able to find people that have your like interests and what a great time we live in because even if there's another like 20,000 people out there who share the things you love nowadays it's easier to find those people so here we are sharing some stories and thoughts about Star Wars and the origins of our love for that and uh, I just wanted to raise the glass speaking of specifically um, for Carrie and our other fallen heroes like Kenny well Baker guys. Kenny uh, Ralph McQuarrie. Ralph McQuarrie. Stuart Freeborn. Stuart Freeborn. Yeah. Sculptor of Yoda. Sculptor of Yoda. And, and Jim. Wait, I mean, come on, that's pretty. Henson, the man himself. He didn't sculpt Yoda. Stuart no, Freeborn but. Did. No, no, I'm he not didn't sculpt puppeteer Yoda. Frank Oz did. But didn't Henson have something to do with that shit? Not really. No. no. Not Come on. It was just Oz? It was just oh, Oz. Well, then I guess that's why I have the editing ability. <laughs> <laughs> Don't edit. <laughs> <laughs> Stop shaking your head. I'm just kidding. Well, look. Um, like, I started at a very young age. Um, for those who have listened to the podcast before, they know that I like, the first time I saw Star Wars, Star Wars, I was like nine months old. Um, and uh, it's just always been there ever since so what uh, what do you guys anyone want to share their like some of their earliest Star Wars memories I'll start uh, it was second grade is this um, Star Wars memories Star or is Wars. Carrie Fisher memories if you want to talk about your first Carrie Fisher memories I'll go get you the tissues <laughs> <laughs> that's cool too um, but mine was second was second grade I was arguing with this kid named Brennan on the playground he was talking to me about how the fog was poison he's like no that's poison I'm like no it's, it's fog it's not poison it's, he's like no if you breathe that in it's poison I'm like I'm a chemist I know I'm like dude we're in second grade I'm a chemist <laughs> I know <laughs> I'm a chemist I know and uh, like I was just not not into it man and, uh, and we were sitting there and I can remember like arguing about what was to come like what we were going to see in Jedi 
I actually had, and I'm sad that it's long gone. I had a Revenge of the Jedi poster. poster yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I just remember the anticipation. I remember the Christmases of getting, like, various Star Wars toys and being flipped out and excited, which has just never ended. Like, even, like, last earlier this year, my mother found some Star Wars. And this was, like, episode one. So if you can see this stuff up here, those Star Wars figures here. Those she had purchased for me sometime in the 90s or, like, early 2000s. You guys probably got better eyes for when those were released. But I'm I'm an old man. I'm 41 years old, and my mom's still buying me Star Wars toys, like, for Christmas <laughs> presents. And she was like, oh, I found these in the closet. I meant to give them to you. And clearly, even when those came out, even if they were 10 years ago, we're still talking about a man who's 31 years old. And this stuff is, like, still so important that his mom's buying him Star Wars toys. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to say about that. It's, it's pretty impactful. That's a good mother. <laughs> She's all right. Thanks, Mom. I hope you don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> he sent it to her. <laughs> <laughs> she did one with me. She, she, she sat in here and, and we did, we did a, a little podcast. And I, I did set it up for her on, the, on her phone. I set up the subscription for her on the phone. I don't think she's listened again. I think she probably was smarter than that <laughs> than to hear that stuff. She doesn't want to hear her boy drinking with his friends. <laughs> Justin, what's your earliest Star Wars memory? You know, they all kind of tie together, and I was thinking about it when uh, Kyle was talking about which one was your favorite, and most people's favorite is Empire. Like, growing up, all three were already out for me, so they were more one, one cohesive movie. package oh, that's really interesting, yeah. versus like me like drawing boundaries between each one. So, like, it wasn't like Star Wars that hooked me. It was the entire the trilogy. trilogy that hooked me. So, but I just remember, it was my cousin that introduced me to him, and I just remember him being all excited. He's like, you haven't seen Star Wars? Let's go watch it right now. And we watched all of it together at one time, like, you know, the whole, Bam. probably seven yeah. hours, eight hours, we just, whole afternoon spent watching them. And then uh, I think we did that probably, like, four or five more times. Like, yes. In the next nice. week. So, yeah. That, that's, VHS. That's the first thing Fuck I remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the fucking three-pack, dude. Yeah. 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 The CBS Fox. Yeah. 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 Nice. That's a good memory. Hell yeah. <laughs> Mike. Shit. Uh, let's see. I was a wee lad. Mitch, I'm a little younger than you. You are a little younger than I. It was the drive-in. They were doing a doubleheader. I did not. I wasn't. I was born the year New Hope came out, so I was obviously. I think I was uh, twelve days old when a New Hope came out. It was May twenty fifth. So just barely younger than I. Not terribly, but I, I was, was born May thirteenth, seventy seven. So yeah, I was twelve days okay. old when the original <laughs> came out in the theater. So I did not see the original. It was nineteen eighty or so drive-in doubleheader New Hope Empire. That was my introduction. Really, I was three. Kind of scared me. I remember that a little bit. Uh, I remember being freaked out by Darth Vader. But, yeah. like, intrigued. Like, freaked out, yeah. but, like, this guy's cool, but he scares shit out of me. Uh, <laughs> I think Yoda scared me more than Vader did. Really? Now that I think about it. Just look, you, know. <laughs> um, you know, and then uh, the next big memory would be we were visiting my dad's parents in Minnesota, and it was at the Great Mall. They have a big fucking mall up there in St. Yeah. Paul. Great Mall with of the, America. With the movie the theater. Mall of America, I think. Yeah. I was six. Return of the Jedi was out. And my brother and I, it was either KB's or FAO Swartz or whatever. We bought some Star Wars figures. I bought a Luke Invader and my brother bought a Boba Fett. And I think he bought Bosk. My brother was always into the bad guys slash reptiles, whatever looked mm-hmm. creepy, right? I bought Luke Invader because they were the main characters. And we went and saw Return of the Jedi in the theater. And that was like, whoa. Because that was like the first one yeah. I, like that I really remember seeing... 
and then after that it was a steady stream of just always watching them on like there wasn't a lot of cool sci-fi for some reason i gravitated towards that so mm -hmm. i mean we had um what were those uh, video disc players it wasn't it was pre-laser disc it was, it was like RCA. a magnetic disc. Yeah, RCA magnetic disc player. Selectivision. Selectivision. It came in these big plastic sleeves. And my dad had uh, A New Hope and Empire. We didn't have Jedi on that thing, but I would watch A New Hope and Empire a lot. And I mean, to the point where I, this is why James and I do so good at Star Wars Trivia, because we just watch the shit out of these movies over and over. And, and for me, it became like a cornerstone of my belief system and growing up and like you know feeling like yeah. okay well, these are the good guys and they help people these other guys are just out to screw everybody and that was cemented by james cameron's aliens later on but we'll get to that <laughs> another day. oh my god i want to hear about aliens and star wars <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? we could do a whole series so um we're talking like corporate america like the yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, okay. yeah we can do all that anyway so, and, and uh, you know, in growing up, it was like, and there was that period where, you know, star, after Jedi, Star Wars kind of died because Lucas was busy doing other shit, and so it's kind of faded away. And only the people that were really, like, knew about Star Wars, like Justin's cousin, would be like, dude, you gotta watch Star Wars. And every few years, they would re-release that same VHS box set yeah, until they, then they finally Wars. did that very last one in, like, 94, where they're like, this is the last time we're releasing the, the original THX Star certified Wars. editions? Yeah. 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 Trilogy. And I was like, why do you keep saying it's the last one? And that's because they were gonna do the special edition. Yeah. Um, but there was that whole period, you know, from before the EU, so from 83 to, like, 90, 91, the only other thing out other than the Star Wars, you know, videotapes was the Star Wars role-playing game. Um, I'm probably the biggest nerd in here, right? So, because I played the <laughs> role-playing game. Because <laughs> my friends, we played D&D &D and they were like, oh man, it's a Star Wars RPG. I was like, get the fuck out of here, I gotta play that shit. <laughs> you know, and uh, that's what kept me going. And that's what I, I just, that was, a, that was my kind of goalpost for fantasy science fiction it was different than i never got into star trek I, I don't i don't dislike star trek but i didn't get into that more science-based science fiction i liked the more either character driven or fantasy yeah. it had to be like something like blade runner where it was just crazy cyberpunk character driven dystopia or it had to be something like star wars with laser swords blasters good versus evil I, I appreciate the hard hard sci-fi now. Like I, I grew up and you know kind of came to appreciate like two thousand one and stuff, and I love that stuff. But for me, that swashbuckling soap opera sci-fi of Star Wars just grabbed me as a kid, and yeah. it never let go. It's beautiful, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there right now, like ready to grapple onto that Star Wars Star Trek thing. That's a whole other story, James. So. In 1980, <laughs> here's the twisted thing. I had not yet seen the original Star Wars, but I had a record and book, so I knew the story. I had listened to it first as what was basically can, can a you radio drama. For those people under 30, what a record Sure. Back in the day. These hipsters, they know what records are. They know what records are. Come on. They basically did a I fancy... They, they yeah. basically did a fancy radio production of Star Wars, I think but it had, it had bits way. of score, mm -hmm. it had sound effects, yeah. and it had a narrator that would chime in with the dialogue to yeah. fill in the gaps. So you could get the story that way. 
So I had the story of the original Star Wars, and then The Empire Strikes Back was hitting in theaters. And my mom was like, do you want to go see this? I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I remember um, being so plugged into this in a way that I had not experienced with any other movies or television. Like, I was in front of that screen, and I was having an experience. And I remember very keenly in the middle of our screening of The Empire Strikes Back at the now non-existent Oracle View Theater, the film broke. Oh, <laughs> God. And people Shit. just about lost their goddamn mind. And I was kind of scared as a kid. I was like, oh, my God, are people going <laughs> to, you know. But did it, they, like, break or did it hit you that whole meltdown it bur- thing? It did the meltdown the melt- thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, like, melted through the film. They had to stop it. It was like 15 minutes before they could requeue it up. For um, our younger audiences who've only been with digital. Later. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. Um, but, you know, I remember experiencing the whole I am your father revelation yeah. and being kind of full of doubt. You know, it's just like he's got to be lying. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I didn't want to. I, I, I didn't want to believe it. That's you impossible. Know? Yeah. So that was really, really intense and yeah. awesome because I can, I can very tangibly remember being plugged into this thing in a way that nothing else had managed to connect with me prior, um, and. Uh, even today when I'm in a theater, you know, I, I sort of know that that's kind of like my baseline for whether or not something's really working for me is if I get to that point where belief is suspended, I'm completely plugged into the experience and it's working, you know, that's sort of that, that became my sort of watermark for, okay, this thing is good and I'm enjoying it. There's a certain reverence going around the table right now. <laughs> As we all sit here and like digest those things, like um, Kyle, what's your earliest Star Wars memory? I mean, we, it's great to have you here because you're kind of like the the younger, like uh, you know, uh, outlook and perspective. I was all way done and already committed to celluloid by the time you hit it. Um, what what brought you to the table? So. Um I'm going to take you on a journey. Don't, don't, uh... Is Steve Steve Perry involved? (laughs) So, um... I'm going to go through some things that might be uncomfortable for some people. (laughs) Hold on a second. Like, in the back of a Volkswagen? (laughs) Backseat. Nice nod, sir. (laughs) So, am, um, just so you know, I am certified to run group therapies. Nice. And also, just so you know, the last podcast we did got psychoanalyzed by a professional. <laughs> Who we're hoping to have back on the, hoping to have like on the, on the, uh, on the cast at some point. So. So, Kyle. Uh, my first memory of Star Wars is the triple VHS set that kind of folded outward 
and had the Death Star and everything in the inner, like, planogram of the fucking VHS trilogy. Um, Were these the pre-THX ones, the ones with the original theatrical posters been, on yeah. them? It was the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good uh, times. My dad had them, and I watched them religiously. Uh, I love Star Wars, and I would watch them over and over again. Um, but I don't think I realized that I watched them over and over again until they re-released them in theaters in, like, I think, 96. And then, um, in 96... That was 97. Was it 97? Yeah. Okay. So, um, in 97... I'm going to take you on a journey, okay, guys? <laughs> we're already, we're already with you. We're in the journey. car. Just, let's, let's, just like, okay. Don't get sad. It's gassed get, up. It's gassed just, up. Let's like, just, just go just for a drive. Just don't get sad or anything. We're taking okay? it. Turn the radio on. Please let's don't go. get sad or anything, okay? I just want you to follow me. So, in 97, my father was diagnosed with cancer, and he was really into Star Wars, and I was growing up watching them, you know with him all the time he was a super nerd super science fiction guy and uh i went and saw them the re-release i guess it was 97 in theaters and uh <laughs> we uh one of my fondest memories is uh we we like theater hopped and we saw all three of them in nice. one sitting <laughs> uh back to back to back you know um which is fucking rad but uh after that, um, I always had a very fond liking of Empire Strikes Back. That was my favorite Star Wars movie. And uh, I was a real big fan of Boba Fett, uh, as a lot of people were. But um, I uh, remember watching those movies with him, and I remember watching the re-releases. And uh, one of my fondest memories was uh, when I was a little kid, he would uh, he bought me a bunch of shit for Star Wars, and uh, he hung a bubble, he hung them up all over my room, and like he had like the fish wire so you couldn't see the ships hanging from the ceiling, and like they all they all looked they were dog fighting and shit. It looked all cool, and uh, that was one of my fondest memories. But uh, uh, growing up, I uh, went and saw you know all the prequels in theaters. I ditched school to see Episode Three. Because I was like, fuck you, dude. I'm not going to go see episode... Like, I had to see episode three in theaters. Like, and I... Like, I ditched the first day to see it. And, uh... Then, um... After everything was said and done... Uh... Carrie Fisher in The Burbs with Tom Hanks was, you know... My <laughs> non-Star Wars memory <laughs> of the fucking, uh... Carrie Fisher... Dude, the of Burbs her is an excellent fucking. The movie. Burbs is a fantastic. Yeah, movie. we should I, do a whole podcast on that. I Drop would, it on Blu-ray. Soon. I would absolutely. Are you kidding me? I would absolutely Shout. do that one. Do I a really commentary want, track. No, we could do a commentary track on that. I tried to oh get. Oh my that, god, like, that'd be so fun. <laughs> I'm set up to do that. That's why I got this extra Dude, piece. Dude, wants the shit out of that movie. <laughs> it's a fucking great movie. It is. <laughs> there you go, folks. Tune There's in so <laughs> for our lost. Burbs commentary so coming soon. up soon. So to escape out of like the fucking depressing thing, my. My favorite memory of Carrie Fisher outside of Star Wars was the Burbs because at that time I never saw her out of anything else. And then I watched the Burbs and I was like, this is Princess Leia. What the fuck? <laughs> She's cooking bacon and eggs and shit. What is right. happening right now? 
to segue full 80s geek here, right? There's a, a, an obscure movie that's kind of funny, interesting. It has Carrie Fisher and Phoebe Cates, and it's Drop Dead Fred. Oh, dude. There you go. Come on, dude. That's a 90s yeah. kid's movie dream, dude. Right. So, yeah. right. So, I mean, everybody in this room, Phoebe Cates, yeah. Fast Times. We've been right? there. So, I remember seeing when I saw Drop Dead Fred, I was like, this is wrong. They're in the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, don't know what to do. I thought the same thing about the I burbs, don't think too. my libido can handle this. Like, she was cooking bacon and eggs and shit, and I was like, this is not Princess Leia, dude. She should be, like, <laughs> forcing him out of the house. She oh, should be shit. single. But no, I mean, like, uh, that was my earliest memory of Carrie Fisher outside of Star Wars was the burbs. And, like, that's when I realized, like, she's a normal person, like a normal actress. Right. Like, she's yeah. in movies. Like She does other things um, besides save the galaxy. Right, right. Yeah. Before the burbs, it was like she was Princess Leia. But, after, like, when I watched the, the burbs, I was like, okay, she's a, a normal person. So, I mean, there's so much that can be said about Leia. And there's so much that, especially in the today's, like, environment that you know um you know like empowerment and things like that like why does no one recognize leia more often like she took control she was like she was she was on that brings up an interesting fact a lot of the science fiction directors were way ahead of that curve i mean no that's very it's very true so i mean you got leia you got ripley from the Mm. alien and aliens movies yeah Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor from the Terminator. Ripley's never mentioned enough. Right. I I feel. And even the side characters in Aliens, we have Vasquez and Aliens, the same fucking nobody fucking with that chick. She's doing more more fucking pull-ups than (laughs) the other guys in there. Dude, Vasquez. Yeah. Absolutely. um, So what is it about the sci-fi mindset then that puts it above the curve? I think because you're at the point where um, shit's gotten so bad that everybody's got to take an equal share of the load and that it so removes like it, anything else it other removes than any gender chromosome like yeah it doesn't yeah. matter because it's just it's just the the base like human experience and it doesn't matter gender at that point right so i think i mean i don't know if maybe they just stumbled onto that and it just worked really well for those movies and then in hindsight that's what we feel but it seems like they really on purpose did that for something different i mean that was a different time i think star wars when it came out kind of revitalized the hero movies because at the time that it came out the most popular movie genres in hollywood were these like kind of really morose and dark films and disaster movies and like everything was kind of down and dirty and airport air yeah, side yeah. adventure yeah. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. all like just really you know when they came out with with star wars and then alien came out and it was you know it was science more of that hard science fiction but but not like star trek like homogenous science fiction it was like science yeah. fiction like hg wells kind of stuff when when was the alien 79 79 yes yeah, so i was gonna say yeah yeah. But that's the thing. There was that whole after. working class element to it yeah. too, because it yeah. was basically truckers in space. Yep. Space trucker movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But that theme of the female like character, like that's somehow able to outsmart the adversary more than the other characters. Yeah. You know. I don't know. See, it's interesting though because her. Her, her, being, her being pushed to the outside of that ring of characters 
had to do with her moral stand in that movie. That's true. Because she was the only one going, it's against reg- regulations to bring this dude back on board with this thing. But right. that's what makes the director ahead of the curve. Right. Or, the, or, or maybe the writer. writers. Like, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that they thought of that. Like, I don't know. Like, that's like a, a very, like a smart thing of the writer, I guess. Yeah. I yeah. 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 And then to bring it back in the sequel. It's kind of like, like tenfold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in yeah. the sequel, they did not only say so you have Ripley, who's the lead for the heroes. And then they outdid it by making the alien queen like the big bad villain. It's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's movie, like the yeah. showdown between the <laughs> yeah. two. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's like in uh, George Romero's Night of the Living Dead. He was the first. I mean, I, I, it's Cry- debatable. Criterion but first, edition coming out soon. Yeah. That made like an African American like right. That was the like front center of the movie. The hero, right? Yeah. Nobody's done that previously to that. But I mean, shit just got heavy in here, man. No, got heavy in here, (laughs) but got heavy in here for good for good reason though. Mm -hmm. And I think that like probably a lot of the thoughts are like like swirling around in in our heads or swirling around in, in those who are listening. Um, you have like a, a a culture that is just now catching up to what nerd culture has been about or known for a long time. True. You know what I mean? And then the fact that we have all these sci-fi, you have like these comic book characters who've always been like there. So what is that? What is it that has differentiated your? And even in the nerd culture, we can go. I mean, and this is probably they were just as influenced by these movies in Hollywood. But I mean. I remember as a kid being freaking floored when I beat Metroid that it was a female character. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. There you go. And it comes yeah. to that. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And it was yeah. like, whoa, that's awesome. And it was like, it was awesome. I was like, that's badass. You yeah. Know? Um, Absolutely. I mean, at the time, I was, when I beat Metroid, I was like, what, 88, 80, 87, 88? I was 10, 11 years old. No, no, no. Not when I played Metroid. Maybe when you played Metroid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not when everybody knew already. I played many ones. Yeah, it's never. I don't know. It's it's. I I I like just go on record as saying this kind of thing is that for me, like it's never been about. It's never been about that. It's never been about gender. I never really cared, and it's always fascinating to me that it it even enters into the conversation. I know that it has to, and this is something like Natalie and I talk about a lot because um, I feel like for my own mind. Um, I've, I've evolved past that. Like, it doesn't even cross my mind. I don't care about, like, your sexual orientation. I don't care about gender. I don't care about any of these things because that's – it's about as important as what's your favorite color. Right. Like, so yeah. – and, and and I don't know where that came from, but I think that it's something that a lot of, like, sci-fi – and I hate to use that term, nerd culture. I, I think you could probably say most Star Wars fans are on that – Or in touch with that, right? page. Because it's bigger than that. It is. Absolutely. It goes beyond that. It goes beyond something as simple as that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. All right. Well, I mean, that's that's some pretty good talk. You guys up to This guy's been quiet the whole fucking time. No, not even. It's an hour and 20. I was going to say. Well, right. Before we close this out. I hate closing out. What's that? Let's keep talking for a second. We didn't really. We only touched on this subject. We spent a lot of time circling around things but I'm, being, well, I'm so open let's talk we are the fuck's the date today the 11th 
Yeah, we just are a few like days away. Four days away from all of us seeing. Oh, I'm going to see it yeah, Friday night with yeah, this guy. Yeah. yeah, so I'm seeing it Friday night too. The last Jedi. I hate you guys so much, but I got okay, tickets, right. boy. Shut up. Well, but everybody. Okay, so everybody's going to see it in the next week, right? Everybody's going to see it next week. In the week, yes. So I'm going to turn your mic off. You're a dick. I mean, what is, what is everybody? I'm not kidding. I turned his mic off. What is everybody? excited to see or what are you scared to see i'm scared to see luke and i'm scared to see the end of the jedi i'm sorry i'm I'm not with you guys i'm still about so that quote you heard in that trailer is freaking you out where he says it's time for the jedi to end the shit out of me man i'm I'm with you i understand where you guys are coming from that's what has me the most excited like (laughs) i know you guys want to get away from the original trilogy and i love the skywalker saga and these should remain skywalker sagas i still and, and that's fine it's not that i I love the original trilogy. I love it, but there's so much more to this universe that to stay so close to this. It's like when a sitcom outlasts its welcome. <laughs> like when a sitcom runs for ten seasons, it's like okay, it's time to move the fuck on. Yeah, okay, right, people. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's like Family Matters when the sitcom revolves around just the one dad, and then ten years later, you're like, you know what? We what are you just talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny that you're holding on to us so tight. Cause I'm like holding you, on so tight. Because you've even talked about things like The Walking Dead where you're like, you know what? I'd be totally fine if they just killed everybody and then we skip to the other side of the country and be like, oh, look, it's this whole new group of survivors. That's right, but that's because I wasn't raised on The Walking Dead. It's not my religion. Like when I see The Walking Dead and I hear The Walking Dead music, I don't get a heart on and have hair stand up on the back of my arms and my neck. But when I hear that Jedi theme, when I see Luke stand on the... Like, like Tatooine and the double suns, and I'm like, oh, I'm crying. But it like, doesn't listen. Like, you can move on, listen. and you still you have my hand. Yeah, you reach I out there, you I'm touch me a little bit. To be, to be fair, that also <laughs> happens to me during Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you most excited or most afraid about? About I'm just afraid it'll be bad. I've been episode one all over again. Now, remember when really? I first saw episode one? I, I don't one. have that fear at, at all. After, after episode seven and Rogue One, you're afraid like the episode one syndrome? Yes, because really? it could happen. Like, I mean, we do have I a whole could... new director, and I do have confidence. He's done good stuff before, and I think he'll be fine. Yeah. But what if it's bad, and how long will it take me to realize it's bad? Because I, don't know. I saw episode fam- one like seven <laughs> times before I was like, you know what? This, this <laughs> isn't that Peter good. That's a bad point. <laughs> yeah, no, did you just watch Fanboys? Because I did. Yep. Oh, I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. Hey, Fan- what, what if it's bad? What if it sucks? That's a great movie, though. It's really great. We've all been there. Yeah. Okay. Mike, what are you looking forward to the most, or afraid of the most? I'm both. Yeah. Um, all right. Hopes. I want to see the green saber. Fear. I'm not going to see the green saber. Um, I've like I said, I'm, I am kind of borderline batshit crazy obsessed with who Snoke is and where he came from. Yeah, me too. Just to bring that all back, yeah, that's kind of like I, I really want to know more about that. And so I don't really care. I mean, there's enough hints about where the First Order came from that I don't need to know that. Yeah. But how Snoke came into being the driving force behind it is kind of what I'm most interested in. I heard a rumor that we do find out for sure who Ray's parents are in this movie. To me, that doesn't. To, that's not. To me, that doesn't really matter all that much. Um, the mist. The trailers kind of have you thinking that maybe her and Kylo Ren team up, or they don't team up, or they flip sides. One of them, like she goes to the dark side and Kylo Ren comes to the light side. I don't know. Do you uh, think that uh, Ray is gonna flip sides? 
irredeemable Kylo Ren. You don't kill Han Solo and get away with it. Do you Kylo think say. that Ren is going to flip sides? I, I, I kind of have a feeling this is one part of me feels like Rey will redeem Kylo and the two of them will take out Snoke. This so you is think like that Kylo's going to flip sides? Yes. Not Maybe not in this movie, but I feel like the seeds for that are planted. That's it's crazy. I can't crazy. Re- Excuse me, because you, uh, um, you're like the most invested in this. So I am, and I'm not. Like well, I'm invested. As objection, as like objection. Leading the witness. Leading the witness. Leading the witness. Hey, no, yeah. go without leading the witness. I'm just saying. Like I love Star Wars, but I'm not. The thing that one of the things that Star Wars led me to was studying like Eastern religion and Buddhism and stuff. So mm. I'm not attached to any one thing as much as as fun as I have if something like that happens it's just like whatever that's cool um, I have my own theories about what could happen and what might happen and how I feel about it but I'm never so attached to it that it's gonna like ruin my day yeah that's you know? awesome um, cause there's just there's so much other shit going on that that's like the least of my worries <laughs> <laughs> right there with you man. <laughs> right there with so you. that's I mean that's for me yeah. um, I'm interested I'm also really interested in I'm glad that they're, they're expanding the role of Captain Phasma cause they had hyped her up in the first movie and she was on screen I'm for like really 20 seconds back. absolutely and then they put her in the garbage chute which was funny but we didn't even get to see them put her in the garbage chute no. they just referenced it you know no. and it was like man so to see her actually fighting Finn is cool it, and that's, in my opinion, one of my criticisms about Episode 7 is when the um, Stormtrooper calls Finn a traitor, that one that comes out, and he's got the, yeah. like, the electro baton. That should have been Phasma. Mm. I'm with you. That can would have carried a lot more weight. Kind of sidebar on that uh, yeah, el- yeah, yeah, el- yeah, electro baton there. Um, if, if the Jedi are pretty much extinct, what cause do they have to develop a weapon that is uh, a foil to the lightsaber? It also deflects blasters, and it hurts a lot to get hit with. <laughs> <laughs> I think it hurts. A lot. I think but that's I mean, a like really this. rad causal side effect of it. Right. Okay. I don't necessarily know that it was developed expressly. I think it's literally for when you fucking hit people, it hurts like fucking hell because it's full of. And it just happens to stop the blade that cuts through anything. Well, it's also a more advanced technology. Okay. All right. Because the, the saber is uh, a. a more elegant right. weapon for mm-hmm. okay. more civilizing. Okay, cool. All right, cool. I just wanted to check in on that, James. That's a valid point, though. Um, I am most excited to see more of Poe and Finn and mm-hmm. Ray, who the new heroes. I was just uh, that was really the single biggest pleasure of the Force Awakens was that you had this really exciting new group yeah. of people to follow. Um, you know, even though there's a fair amount of criticism about The Force Awakens being too similar to New Hope, I enjoyed the new characters immensely, and that was the thing I wanted the most, was, all right, where's the new blood? Where's the new life? Where does it go? I was really happy to like the new blood as much as I did. Yeah. You know, yeah, it wasn't just a nostalgia trip with the old characters. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think if I... I don't have any fears that are based on, like outcomes with particular characters like obviously it would be a massive drag if something horrible happens to Luke Skywalker etc but I love how you love Luke but no whatever who, who Luke, doesn't man. who doesn't recognize Luke man come on but um 
that said, I, I think I would actually be more irritated if there's anything like ridiculously cutesy of consequence that happens because of the porks. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that sums it up for all of us. (laughs) Wow. Oh, and and anyone have any thoughts on Moz? Do you think we'll see see more? Yeah, yeah, I love Moz. I really love that character. I don't even remember. She really touched me. Was she supposed to show up in this movie? I have no idea, but um, I thought she was a pretty interesting character. She shows up in Battlefront 2. Really? Yeah. Well, I guess I better play that. You probably should. It's, it's <laughs> you probably bad, should. It's not a bad little campaign. It's pretty fun. And right. and, and there's and that considered canon. Gorgeous well. on that it shiny new box of yours. Yeah, on the Xbox <laughs> One X, it's hot. And that scene with Luke's favorite, or Mitch's favorite character, Luke. Mm-hmm. That whole thing that ties into yes. Episode Does seven. Does Luke show eight. up in that business? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sold. Kyle, what are you most excited and afraid for for the next installment? I want Snoke to be Guado. (laughs) 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 And if he's not, I'm going to be really angry. No, he's Salacious Crumb. (laughs) Like, he survived these. Annie! (laughs) But you didn't expect that, did you? (laughs) Um, I don't know. I'm not really afraid, excited, or anything for the new movie. You're a liar, then. No, it's not. You gotta have some anticipation. Uh, So I've bought my tickets. (laughs) I'm ready to go. I don't know. Like, I feel like the more I've watched it, the more I'm falling into the um, Disney slash Marvel planogram, which is a cookie cutter movie. And I'm hoping that it's not that. Um, I think that's a cinephile in you right there, for sure. Probably. Um, My most intriguing things is like I want to know who Snoke is for sure um the more that they talk about who Ray's parents are the less I care (laughs) um because like I feel like they're doing it on purpose and it just feels like facetious I don't know um at this point I just hope they conclude the six-part thing. You know, if you count the original trilogy to, like, its fullest, like, I grew up playing, like, Jedi Academy and all that kind of stuff. Whatever. I read the books, too. And, uh... I don't know, man. I just... I don't have high hopes. I don't... Really? Well, yeah, that surprises I me. I don't. I don't. You seem a little more optimistic to me than that. No, I don't. I don't have high hopes. You know I that just, there's a movie after this, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, no, <I'm> <laughs> no, I do, and like I hope it's good. I hope um, episode eight and nine is good. I know they're doing they're doing a trilogy afterwards or whatever, but uh, wherever that takes place, wherever they you know fit that in the timeline. But um, I don't know. Like I've gotten t- to the point to where like the amount that they've hyped it up, I'm just kind of like just get it over with. Yeah, well, I mean and, that Star Wars is hype, but like it sucks because like I love Star Wars to death, and like. I feel like they're catering to an audience that's like, uh, I, you want to see what's happening? No, oh, oh wait, I'm gonna show you. The, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just gonna kidding when it's happening. And like they're they're playing with like they're playing with our emotions in a way that like I don't think that's like necessary. I guess I don't know. It's just the hype machine. That's just yeah. I don't know. Like, 
I'm just super jaded on it right now. And, like, even going You're seeing in, it Friday night? I'm seeing it Monday night. Oh, Monday night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got a week in the way, you guys. Ooh, we should reconvene after. But, uh... That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. State. Yeah. yeah. With that? We, we totally should, actually. But, um... No, like... I'm I, I'm super in... Uh, obviously, I'm all in. I'm all in. But, like... I don't know. I just... I have more doubts than than positive things to say as far as my predictions so cool. i want to know who snoke is um i don't care about who race penley is but i'm sure they could make that like a pivotal a pivotal part of the story and uh we'll see what happens so. well that was a real bummer <laughs> hey, one of us has to be the realist. Right? <laughs> you and Justin are kind of on yeah, the same page. Uh, well, with that. You know, on that note, don't yeah. forget the Ewoks ate people. So um, <laughs> <laughs> let's keep that in <laughs> mind. <as> we... <laughs> oh, barbecue! Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Oh man, what a, what a good I think time. a lot of people forget that. A oh, it's of, easy to forget yeah. that all those stormtrooper helmets. I had heads in them. <laughs> He's there playing some drums on that. Had. Some xylophone had. 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 heads in them. <laughs> um, this has been a blast uh, and, and very super enjoyable. Um, uh, from the Red Room. Uh, I'm, I, I'm excited to go see the new movie. I'm thrilled. Did I even talk about what I'm excited about or what no. I'm excited about? Uh, no, right? it's your turn, man. Oh, is it? Lay oh, it well, um, well, I mean, when I saw the first couple trailers of the first trailer, I was afraid. I think I've already addressed it with you guys. I'm afraid of like having like all my like lifelong uh, passions. Exactly, like, just thrown out the laying door. On the floor, and you don't know. Yeah, what it's gonna I mean, be. I've already got Jedi robes, man. I've got brown Jedi robes. Like, what am I going to do with those? What am I going to do with those? That's kind of the people that get angry over the movie adaptations of a book. It's still there. You can yeah. still wear you can it. still read it. I'm not it's, upset about it though. Yeah. The original Jedi Order had its time and place. Mm-hmm. It's still there. You can oh. still be a Jedi. Okay, you're making me feel better now. Thank you, yeah. man. I appreciate that. I love that. Okay, so I, ca- I can still hold true to my Jedi yes. beliefs, even though Luke is going to overturn them. And it's funny, mm-hmm. like, I never knew, James, that you were such, like, a Luke advocate. Because I, that I, I like, <laughs> right on. Like, <laughs> like, Luke and Jedi was pretty badass. Yeah. Boy knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, I loved it. Um, parting thoughts, Justin, anyone, anything we got, like, as we roll out of here? Oh. Mike James. It's been a pleasure, sir. Oh, it has been an, in, an incredible pleasure, guys. I hope that we can reconvene. Um, for those out there listening, uh, coming up here in January, we also have a sit down with uh, a couple of the girl gamers we know. We're going to chat about some things that have uh, come up on numerous occasions on the uh, the, the Red Room. Uh, we've got some other things to look forward to besides just that episode, uh, as well as like all of us reconvening after we've all seen uh, the new episode. What, sir? Nothing. Just snapping, just to sound good. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's we're gonna, gonna happen. reconvene. Yeah. We're gonna talk about that probably uh, as soon as possible, rather sooner rather than later. Visit us at www. Uh, dot Check out the Facebook page from the Red Room. Check out Twitter. Come out there and tell us a little bit about what you've heard. And uh, and for uh, this episode of from the Red Room, we've got Justin, Mike, James, Kyle. he's gotta bring it sexy and Mitch hey guys let a smile be your umbrella have a good one